Hello, this is Larry Yelnick. Welcome to Encounter Jesus Within Us. Jill Romine is our next guest. This will be a three-part talk about Jill, who went from a Protestant to Wiccan, spent many years in Wiccan, and then come back to the Christianity in the Catholic Church. I've known Jill for most of her life, and I hope to introduce this young lady and have her inspire you. So this is part one of a three-part series. This is Larry, and I'm speaking with, and we're going to be talking about Jill's youth, a little bit, a little bit about her, uh, what she has been doing in her life, and but most of all, how she came into the Catholic Church and why she came into the Catholic Church. And I, I guess, tell, tell us a little bit about you, Jill. Well, thanks for having me. And yeah, it's been, it's been a, a great, interesting journey. And I guess you get to it when the Lord really wants you to get to it. I was, I, I you know, the, the child of, you know, a non-practicing Lutheran dad, and I don't want to say overly practicing, you know, Presbyterian mom, but, you know, we were every Sunday at church, every holiday at church. That was, that was Sunday's plan, you know, every Sunday church. And that was till we were, you know, in high school. Yeah, in high school, because I remember we used to take, if we were, if we had like a significant other, you know, boyfriend, whatever, they would often come to church with us on Sunday, just, you know, to win favor with my mom. But I learned early on, I was very frustrated in whether I actually even believed that God existed. Maybe he used to exist, doesn't exist anymore. And I got, I got the um, impression early on that God was dead. I don't, that we, that we celebrated something that had happened, like, like any other historical event that we were going to church to learn about Jesus and learn about the things that, that he taught when he was alive, but there wasn't that living being. There was Jesus who died, God who, you know, rained down. And then, you know, there's that the Holy Spirit thing that you kind of, you know, wished on, you know, prayed for, for others. If, you know, they were sick or somebody died, you know, and then Monday came around and, you know, we just were back at regular life. This, I should note right here that were my mom a Catholic, she would probably be up for sainthood. She, she lives by, she lives by the word and will die by the word. So that being said she she had this she has this this innate gift for blind faith she doesn't need signs you know things like that so i was about 
through. It was before confirmation. You know, I was baptized at two. And then we had confirmation. And, you know, I did confirmation because that's that's what you do. And I remember after confirmation thinking, I don't think this is, is, is right. A lot of these things don't make sense. You know, Jonah, I mean, little, little things didn't make sense. You know, like, you know, Jonah and the whale, you know, Noah's Ark, two of every animal from ever, you know, it's just, it was absurd. It didn't make sense. And when I would ask questions, when I would ask questions, I would be, you know, told, well, because that's what the Bible said, or I would be told, uh, well, you know, you need to talk to, you need to talk to the pastor about that. And that just, that wasn't good enough for me. I'm a, I'm a kind of get down to the, I want the, the bones, you know, and I want the forensics and I want the forensics on the forensics. I want to know. So that was never good enough for me. Soon, I, I, it was around that time I was in high school. We had, we had gone through a couple pastors and we had one, Bob, Bob Schultz. I think Bob Schultz was his name. And he, we had switched to a three pastor system where every third Sunday, you know, they would, they would switch off. And I would start only going to church when Bob was there. And Bob happened to be very close friends with Chuck, with Charles Schultz of the, of, um, yeah, Peanut. Peanut, uh, yeah. And he used to integrate that into the, into the, into his sermons. And we got really close. And I remember asking him, you know, these questions. And he, he, said you know you're at the age where you're you know you're not on your mom's you know you're not flying in on your mom's graces anymore you need to go out and and you need to find find what's your what's your truth and i'm i'm sure he did not mean well i you know what i t- i'll tell you what? exactly i'll tell you exactly what I thought he meant was to make my religion my own and not my mother's Presbyterianism. I needed to have my own, my own relationship with God. Um, just that was your uh, idea on what he was saying. Is that what you're saying? That I just yeah. Okay, he, I, yeah. I just want to make that clear. Okay. I don't think that he figured I would take the route to that that I did, but I did, and you know, at the time I. You know, I had a lot of, you know, I had, you know, horrible anxiety disorder. That was just, you know, that was just starting along with, you know, feelings of inadequacy, being too fat, identity issues with, you know, having a twin sister and, you know, her being, you know, perceived as more popular, you know, those kind of things that they kind of make you feel very, you know, detached, alone. and. And that's an important word because wishful brings you to things that aren't in the show Bewitched. She, the little girl used to practice wishcraft because she wasn't a witch yet. She just would wish for things and they would appear. So that's what I, I, you know, I, I think I started practicing wishcraft. You know, I, I, I wish that I was taller. I wish that I was, you know, had a, had a more model-esque body. I wish that I was blonde and not a redhead. I, you know, wishcraft, which, you know, leads you to 
you know, how can I make this happen? And then they, you know, you, there's, there's a bookstore, you know, and there's an occult section in the bookstore and there's books of spells and books of, you know, how to live naturally. And we grew up, you know, with gardens and herbs and, you know, poultices and, and things like that, you know, so that wasn't such a far step to, to, you know, make elixirs and then from elixirs to making potion you know these i just i laugh now because it seems so ridiculous but it's really not i mean people people still do this do this today make these you know that you know it's it's it, it just kind of erodes away until it's like you know that one spot of mold you don't check and then two days later your shower's covered in it you don't you don't notice the you know you don't notice it really taking over but it went it went like that, you know, they're, you know, a little pinch here and a little pinch there. Is that yep. what you're saying? A little bit of rust, a little bit of rust. And before you know it, you know, your doors are falling off. Yeah. It's just nickel and diming me into, you know, these, you get a recipe for midsummer, you know, something, you know, and then you start to realize that, you know, the summer solstice is, you know, the longest day of the year. And you start to learn about you know pagans and paganism and you know the worship of of trees and stuff which was always hard for me because i never really worshiped nature in a way that that many that many pagans do you know the the trees having you know spiritual beings that was never my thing one and two i always had this internal feeling that i could hear god i this 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 I could always hear this inner voice in me saying, you're going to go to hell for that. You're going to go to hell for that. And I would try to tell myself that that's the ingrained, the residual, you know, leftovers from, you know, years of, of Protestant propaganda, you know, filling my head, you know, that I needed to just, you know, let it go, be free, be me. You know, the world helps with that too. I mean, you know, every movie, you know, even even Disney movies, you know, Practical Magic, you know, Hocus Pocus. I mean, they're fun movies. And, and you know, witches went from being, you know, ogre haggard things, you know, as, as seen by TV to, you know, these beautiful sexual creatures, right? And, you know, what is it that I'm struggling with is an identity of wanting to be, you know, seen as desirable right so you know i'm 16 you know 17 years old and this is a a problem this is you know becoming this you know want to to become this has become an obsession and i i started acquiring books that had like you know white magic spells which were okay because there's no there's no darkness i mean there's it's just like I said, it's wishcraft, right? You know, a little bit of this and, you know, and then you, then, you know, a little bit of this becomes a little bit more of that. And, you know, you stop nurturing the, the voice inside you that says, you know, that's the wrong thing to do. You, that, that voice totally becomes muted. I mean, it's there, it's just muted, right? You, you drowned it out with the noise of, 
Sorry. Yeah. No, 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 no. You're drowning out the noise. You're, you're considering the truth being noise and, and I, I see. And I'm not talking about the dog being noisy. Sitting <laughs> <laughs> next to me whining because not after my world right now. Yeah, the, that voice had, had it, you know, and it's funny because I'm, I, I'm also a, a social psychologist, uh, abnormal uh, psychology and deviant sociology and run in threes, you know, go ahead. I just was wondering, okay, so what did you do? You know, you, you got into, I understand. And tell me a little bit about, so this is how you got into the Wiccan, just a little dab at a time, little, little pinch. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. Before you know it, you have a, a, a plate full and there's no room for, you know, the other things. And then, you know, I started looking into the history of, you know, witches and the witch burnings and the trials and stuff. And, you know, you, you, it gets romanticized, right? And of course, being a, you know, romantic, you know, that's, it's a, it's an easy door. It's an easy door to walk through. And it's an easy identity to, to, to slip on that, you know, it's something that people are kind of interested in, but they're afraid of it's alluring, but it's, you know, that mm, it's got this appeal that, you know, you think that, that other people are going to find interesting about you. And, and it feels good because you're different. I mean, I'm not, you know, one of the twins, I'm not, you know, the, Oh, I can tell them apart. She's the fatter one. Um, you know, the things that I'd always heard, I became kind of myself. I became myself. And at that time, I actually decided to change my name because I didn't want to be associated with a lot of the things that, that I didn't like about who I was growing up. And, you know, this allowed me to, I mean, almost every person with a changes their, you know, changes, takes on a moniker and stuff, but to, to reel it back in, um, you know, I, I, I started studying the history of it and, you know, you know, why people thought witches flew and, you know, they didn't really fly and, you know, what makes up a coven and why a coven is, is important. And, you know, all of these things are just, they're just things that, that happen, you know, women would gather in, in, in certain you know, when men would leave, women would gather and, and no good could come from that. So, you know, it was, it was stifled, it was stifled down or, or considered something bad. And, and therefore, you know, it, it wasn't allowed to happen. So that kind of, you know, that victimness kind of, you know, has an attraction to it too, you know, so. I got a couple books. I mean, I had not a couple books. I got a ton of books, but it started out, you know, just a couple. One was a recipe book. Another one was a witch's almanac. And, you know, a lot of, and I'm, I'm telling you, it is, it reads like a journal for women. It's very soft and very tender. And it explores the mind of women. It explores, you know, the body as far as, you know, you know, being gentle with, you know, being gentle with yourself, you know, being tender to your heart, you know, it, it, it sings out, you know, it's like a siren song. It, it, you see it and you're like, this isn't a bad thing. This is, a, this is about, you know, women being free from, you know, 
the 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 world of men i mean so there's this feminist you know aspect to it and then from there it, you know you know they're studying lunar calendars which is a very you know female thing you know with you know periods and stuff like Period, that yeah yeah, well, yeah the whole thing you know and that becomes like you know you know driven by the moon which is you know anti-christian thing so you know that voice isn't coming into me anymore saying that it's a bad thing because it, it's not it's it's a it's an it's a it's a normal you know astronomy 28 days tides moods you know and from astronomy you can go right into astrology and from that you know you know whether you're going to do you start to learn about spellcraft and if you're going to do certain spells that are you know productive you know to grow things or to make things you know bigger or larger or positive you know you do during the 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 waxing of the moon certain things you would do during a full moon and certain things you would do at the waning of the moon you wanted things to go away you wanted you know that kind of thing that you would do those kind of spells at you know the 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 waning moon and you know i i i remember i remember i did there was this guy i had really liked for a long time since i was little his name was chris and he was so tan and he was so handsome and i think i was like 10 when i saw him for the first time he was the boyfriend of um some girls who lived up the river from us, their older sister. And uh, I just, I had run into him again and, you know, just still just this beautiful, you know, Greek, dark skin, dark tan guy. And we kind of started dating and, but he, he was kind of not completely into me. And I wrote a spell and I don't know how, I don't know. So you got Chris using a spell? Is that what you're? Well, and here's the thing: the first, the first rule of of witchcraft is do what thou wilt, and it harm none. That's a tricky thing because what it says is do what you want, just don't harm anybody in the process. Well, you have to wonder what harming is. First thing is first is anytime you you speak out, and this is. To me, the same in Christianity as it is in Wicked. Anytime you wish or pray or cast a spell or, you know, something dominion over somebody else's free will, you wrong them. That's not love. And it comes back on you many fold. You know, it's kind of like in Pet Cemetery where they bury, you know, the cat and the guy says it's not going to be what, it's not going to come back as what you want it to be. That's what happens with that kind of, of deal. I had written a a spell, very class, beautifully written, uh, rhyming. The meter was perfect. And about six months, I, I mean, he moved to Florida, and you know, big, you know, what a surprise. You know, a spell didn't work. And I met Patrick, and I, you know, things have happened in my life. You know, I went away to school. I, I'd gotten in a car accident, graduated from high school, you know, started going to college. And then I got a letter in the mail 
one day from from Chris. And it was, I have loved you since I first, I've, I've never forgotten you guys with your, you know, with your fiery red hair. And then when I saw you again, you know, working at, working at the pharmacy, I, it was love at first sight. I can't stop thinking about you. I love you. You know, what? wow. You know, this was, what? you know, this was great. So we started dating and it was not dating. It was obsession. It was, I, I couldn't, if I was, you know, if I looked at somebody in the eyes, I was having eye sex with them. If I, I was babysitting and he would, he would show up drunk, just not, you know, not what I wanted and obviously not what he wanted, you know, cause if that's what you want, you don't spend that time, you know, drunk and obsessive and violent. It's, it's just wrong. But so I split away from him and I, you know, in my heart, I still, I love Chris dearly because I feel so guilty about, about this. He went, I mean, I went, I moved to a school in Massachusetts and my parents had given him my address and he wrote me every week, the same things. I, you know, I love you. I miss you. Can I come visit you? You know? And I'm like, no, that we're done. It's never going to happen, you know, but you know, to this day, every, every, on my birthday, Christmas, I get, I get a phone call, a text message, somehow, somewhere, I get a message from Chris telling me that he still loves me and he's still there and he still thinks about me every day. And there's nothing that I can do to, to change what I did. And, and in the, the return that I got for what I did against his, his free will is, I don't want to say my punishment, but, but my, my payback. And he's also paying my payback because he's the one who's suffering through it as well. So, you know, and I know that it's easy to say that, you know, maybe he really liked you and he just had this, you know, he just, you know, didn't have the opportunity to say it or show it or whatever until, you know, later on the, the, he didn't have any reason to want to be with me. He didn't have any, uh, it would have been one of those very odd couplings that, I mean, he's my older sister's, my older sister, Francine's age. He's, you know, almost 10 years older than me. It was just a very odd coupling that, you know, wouldn't have happened unless it was like a movie coupling, you know, unless something intervened. So that was one of the thing, one of the things that I did that very still to this day, you know, I mean, I know I'm forgiven for it. And, you know, I went through a lot of stuff with, you know, Deacon Larry from my church. I'm not sure if you, if you know him, Deacon Larry Randolph about, you know, with um, an exercising type of thing that I went through renouncing all that kind of stuff. Let me uh, ask you this. What, what turn, when did you re- unite with jesus i i know that they were you were going through a lot of things but when did you reunite with jesus and how did that how did that look it was a it was a process that again happened i don't want to say without my consent but it happened without me 
recognizing that it was happening. I had a trouble, I had trouble as a Protestant believing in any of this, you know, this God exists. It's to me, it was, you know, like I said, a celebration of something that happened in the past and a hope that there's a, a place in heaven. I grew up next to Catholics and they, you know, they weren't allowed to do certain things. They had to go to mass all the time. And I was a Catholic basher. Okay. I am the original, you know, I am probably a descendant of Saul. You know, I mean, I was the, the person on the, on the horse, you know, chopping down, you know, Catholic beliefs, you know, you, you pray to Mary, you know, you use incense and, and stuff like that, you know, idolaters and, you know, and then I, and then, you know, as, as happened, I was telling you, I, I became Wiccan and there are some, some things in there that did help me to, to actually find my own identity, you know, and one of the, of the ideas of Wicca is a maiden, a mother and a crone. It's the three in one, very, very Trinity-esque. And it's inside every one of us, as well as it is, you know, the, the creator, the mother creator, and we're all aspects of her in our different phases of life. That rang true for me, that, that held it, that held, that held the truth for me. There being, you know, more than one way to have a relationship with, uh, said creator. Let me, let me call you back in a little while. Okay, thank you. Bye bye. Okay, go ahead now. Uh, we uh, before I forget, I've got uh, four minutes uh, left in this uh, session, and it it will cut me off. Okay, we'll start the session over again in a few minutes. Okay, about ten minutes. I be I have to wait. Okay. Okay. All right. So go ahead. So there's this sense of you know, you know the the the. The mother, the, the maiden, the mother, the crone, there was that Trinity-esque feeling and you feel like you're part of it. And, you know, it was very tomboyish growing up and, you know, it, it, it felt good to celebrate being a woman. Then I met after a, a hard breakup with, with a guy, a, another guy, I met a, a family and they had two kids and then they had this little girl and her name was Lillian and I babysat her every single day and it didn't run well with them that I was Wiccan even though I tried to explain to them that you know you know Wiccan is kind of a, a lifestyle practice you know of growing your own stuff and growing your own herbs and treating yourself with herbal medicine and you know and yes, the religious aspects are are not of a, a Christian, but more of a pagan. You know, you know there is no God in it because there's no devil in 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 witchcraft. Which a lot of people think that if you, you know, practice with you are a devil worshiper, you're not. There's good magic. There's bad magic. Uh, with anything, it's good. It's bad. It's got its good side. It's got its evil side. It's you know the it has to equal out the whole yin yang thing but there's no devil in in witchcraft if there was then you'd have to you know admit the existence of the devil which is the admitting the existence of god and jesus and michael and so yeah it was never that but 
she was about three years old and she was learning the Hail Mary. And I babysat this baby from the day she was born so her mother could take naps till I still, 14 years later, I still see her three, four, five times a week. But while saying, while helping her learn the, the, yeah. it, it burned in, into me that I had a sister that I'd never met. I had a mother that I'd never, that I'd never, you know, honored and that I had a grandmother who I'd never learned from. And to me being Wiccan, that that was very important to me to recognize those three, those three aspects were Mary. So I, I guess I didn't come through Catholicism through God or through Jesus. I came through it through a, a, a three-year-old and at, at being a conduit for Mary into my, into my heart, into my soul. Thank you for listening to this episode of Encounter Jesus Within Us. I wanted to thank Jill Romine for taking the time to do this interview. This is part one. Part two will be coming up soon. Thank you. God bless. And please follow Encounter Jesus Within Us and pass the like. Amen.